Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. And uh, joining me for this episode is podcast contributor Jenny. Hi Jenny. Hi Becky. Um, and if you pick this book up based on our review, please know that it is all Jenny's fault. <laughs> I will take all the blame. Cursing little kids and chaos it's all jenny's fault um okay so on this episode of a quick shot of romance we are reviewing in a jam by kate canterbury this is a newer release so this will be a spoiler free episode um jenny will you read us the synopsis from goodreads when Shay Zaccone's step-grandmother died, she left Shay with a tulip farm under two conditions. First, Shay has to come home to the small town of Friendship, Rhode Island. Second, and most problematic since her fiance just called off the wedding, Shay must marry within one year. Marriage is the last thing in the world Shay wants, but she'll do anything to save the only real home she's ever known. Noah Barron loves Shay Zaccone back in high school. Not that he ever told her. He was too shy, too awkward, too painfully uncool to ask out the beautiful, popular girl. A lifetime later, Noah's a single dad to his niece and has his hands full running the family business. That old crush is the furthest thing from his mind until Shay returns to their hometown. Um, so the author does put some content and trigger warnings into the blurb. Um, it involves absentee parents, brief mention of parents' death, brief mention of parent with chronic illness, mention of incarceration, mention of temporary foster care placement, reference to teenage teasing, teasing and bullying, not detailed and not explicit, brief incident of fat shaming, light living with a neurodivergent child. Um, the release date on this is September 20th, 2022. Tropes are second chance, small town, Single parent in the garden, guardian role, uh, jilted bride. This is a foodie romance because seriously, I needed Mike to bake bread today. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be a daddy bread baker, so he could be a daddy bread baker. I'm going to start calling him that, daddy bread baker. <laughs> um, he won't like it, but I'm gonna do it. <laughs> uh, this is a standalone. Oh, and it is a grumpy sunshine. I would say this is a. Uh Excellent, excellent example of Grumpy Sunshine. Yes, I would agree. Like, yes. Um, it, it is a slow burn. So put out percentage is 60%. But it burns so hot. <laughs> and once they yeah. start, once they start doing it, Daddy Breadbreaker <laughs> is, he's spicy. Trying to make the bread. And he rise in the dough. <laughs> and he is a dirty talker like nobody's business. I loved that he was grumpy and like grunty. And then all of a sudden they have sex and like. He's, <laughs> he's spicy. <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into too much about the farm, let's talk about Shay and what leads her to. Um, she lives in Boston. She's a kindergarten teacher in Boston. Let's just talk about Shay a little bit because, one, my heart broke for her. 
And two, um, gosh, she needed, she needed some, just some little things. She didn't need a lot. Like she wasn't a project. She didn't need people to care for her. She just needed a place. Right. She needed, because she has a great group of friends, but she needed, she needed more roots, like daily connection people she's doing life with on a regular basis yeah and i hate to use the word project but she needs people that need her like she needs to have a role and be comfortable in that role and needed in that role and um her upbringing was very untraditional she was raised by a single mom who was a foreign war correspondent and was very famous and constantly gone. So Shay really spends her life being raised by nannies and um, put in boarding schools. And when she was in high school, she actually got kicked out of her boarding school and was sent to live with her mother's husband's, his mom. So this ends up being Shay's grandmother or, you know, step grandmother. And um, yeah. Uh, Lolly, right? Her name was Lolly. Right. Grand- yeah. Lottie. Grandma Lottie. Yes. And Lottie, like those two years that she spent with Lottie were like the only time she felt like she belonged. Right. It was the first time she had like a lot of the things that we think of when we think of home. Well, but she didn't, but she didn't necessarily settle in and find a niche and a happily place to sit. She just felt like things were stable and especially with Lottie, like she belonged to Lottie. Right. Like that acceptance and yeah, just the, like you said, stability, like. Yeah. So the prologue of the book is basically Shay getting jilted on her wedding day. She's full in her gown, hair and makeup and her intended calls her and says, I'm not coming. And my family's not there either. I told them last night. Right. What if I was like fucking douche, douche, douche? Oh, like you let her get dressed, (laughs) like, like balls up, dude. Like really, really. Anyway, um. So then we go into chapter one. She is living on her friend's couch. A process server knocks on the door. She's handed Lottie's will. Yes. And it's it's been like a few months since she's passed. They've had trouble finding her. Yeah. Yeah. And so she basically is told, hey, you have to move to the family farm. You have to, you know, you inherit it. It's all yours. Oh, and by the way, you have to get married within a year or you don't get to keep it. And it just goes to the city. Right. Which the city is the town of Friendship, Rhode Island. And had the town inherited the farm, it would have gone to Noah anyway, because that, that town, two towns over three towns away, those people could not do anything without showing up on Nora's Noah's doorstep being like, can you fix this? Right. That like he fixes everybody's problems and he doesn't just, just fix them. Like he like has a solution that's like, long-standing and environmentally friendly and like gives well, people jobs and 
And you learn this as you read the book, but his father, to the detriment of the family farm, to the detriment of the family wealth, had um, been the town's problem solver. The town needed money for this. He came up with the money. If the town needed extra people to handle this, Noah's dad did this. And as Noah's dad died unexpectedly, Noah's been saddled with the farm. Three years on the farm, his sister had um, made some life choices and things went awry for her, leaving her daughter um, without her mom. And so now he is parent and guardian to young Miss Jenny. <laughs> Emma Jean. So let's, <laughs> before we talk about Emma Jean, let's talk about Noah and who, um, who he is. Because man, I didn't put this. He's a pining hero. Yeah, like, yeah, if there's ever a pining hero, like, I think he, he takes it, like. <laughs> like, he is 75 of those pine tree air fresheners, like, <laughs> pining pine. Um, yeah, because it's been, like, a while since he's seen her. And at least 12 years, because they're right. late 20s, early 30s. So he went he left the small town, went off to Yale, became a very successful contract lawyer on Wall Street, and but came home to the farm when his dad died unexpectedly. And his mother has MS, and so he just had to take on this role of everybody's caregiver. And he's really quite good at it, even yes. though he hates it. Yeah, that's uh, he's definitely like he's the grump. But he is, like, he has a good reason to be grumpy. Like, life has not gone the way he has planned at all. Well, no. And the team, the t the town is horrible to him. Even to this point. Like, they still refer to, so he was the fat kid up until he was, like, 19 or 20. And the town can't let it go. Right. <laughs> like, they can't, you know, he's a very attractive man now. And they're like... You know, there's like a throwaway statement about, we'll be glad you got him now and not when he was a meatball. And I'm like, what? what the the, yeah, but the thing is, like, he's, we all know people that say that. And oh. we're like, this town is just full of them. This town was <laughs> full of spicy old ladies. <laughs> um, okay, so, yeah, and Noah, um, Shay's friend... Jamie or James as she likes to call her. Um, right? It's a girl, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, because she is bisexual and she has some fit. Yeah, she's bisexual and polyamorous. Like she's because I'm like, whoa, she's got a whole nother story. Like <laughs> she's fantastical. Like she is like a unicorn among people. And she's a third grade teacher and she's She's her own level of spicy. <laughs> she is. Um, but when Shay is having doubts about the situation with Noah and where it's going and how things are playing out, um, the girls come for a visit to visit Shay at the farm. And she brings her a loaf of bread because he has a bakery that sells stuff at the farm store. And um, Jamie starts referring to him as Daddy Bread Baker. And I'm just like... And she has all these innuendos. The writing of this story was, there's just so much witticism and 
double entendres in this book that were just so well done. It wasn't over the top. Yeah, like that, like as you're talking, I'm like, it's just so complex. Like there's like even the side characters are like really fleshed out in their own beings, but they're not like overtaking the story either. No, there's like a a smartness to this book. And it does kind of borderline on a rom-com a little bit because there are some definite oh, yeah. funny moments. But it was so smart and so unexpected. And the humor was dry but whimsical. And I just really can't express how complex and how beautiful this story was because it really just, it, you just kept thinking, can she keep this up through the whole book? Like, Right? Like... And yes, because um, I think that's like in Discord, like I tell everybody, like all the little pieces like come together, like she just created like this amazing puzzle of a story that. Well, and there's so many little connecting things that you don't quite grasp until you're like 20 pages later. And they're just, this book was just so very good. Um, okay, so let's talk about Jenny because <laughs> so on Instagram, um, and Kelly reads, I was looking for Jilted Bride and she's like, oh, in a jam, like, this is my favorite new book. And I'm like, okay. She's like, no, this might be my favorite kid in romance. And I was like, okay. Cause we've seen some really cute kids, <laughs> right. right? Like, um, Layla from Dr. Scandalous, she's a child and she is spicy. Um, you know, so there's other like really great child characters, I was not prepared for Imogene. <laughs> this girl, like, she is, like, I feel this girl. Page 31. And we have chickens too, Jenny said, but they're dumb bitches. She cusses like an adult. Right. And, and she uses, like, she uses it correctly. Um, yeah. Which cracks me up. Um, like, she yells at the chickens, don't peck me, you nasty old wench. Like, because she's, at one point, she's, like, talking about Noah making eggs and, like, says, like, he puts ham and cheese and that shit tastes good or something like that. And yes. And he refers to her as the child pirate. She does, you know, there's this whole situation with her mother that has led her to be now adopted and living with her uncle and she has some, you know, trauma from that. And it's all age-appropriate trauma. Right. And, um, you know, her trauma is coming out with, one, she thinks she's a pirate. She can reiterate word for word, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, she wears an eye patch, carries around a sword. I, um, I about died when she had to help at the uh, farmer's market. Oh, yeah. Like, she's really pissed that she has to even be there. <laughs> she's a kid. Yeah. She's. I Yeah. I loved it. And then um, there are so many great one lines in this book. Like, it's easier than dealing with raspberry rage. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. If you run out of raspberry jam, there is rage. Um, I don't give a pickled fuck. It's like my new favorite thing. Um, and there's a great line. It's, uh, and this is Jamie again. It won't be a Hallmark movie when you bang him. Those things never get 
past first base, one chase kissed, end of story. Daddy Breadbreaker won't stop until the dough rises. <laughs> okay, and I, I, I'm not going to spoil when it happens. There's a whole thing with tapioca pudding. Oh, yes. And the size of the tapiocas. <laughs> I highlighted that entire exchange. Like, I like them. Like, <laughs> I'm over here highlighting, like, all the, like, deep things that are like. No, I went for balls and the size of balls. But it was Imogene talking about the balls and the tapioca pudding. Yeah, she just went on and on. I was dying. Dying. Um,. There's also these dogs. <laughs> that... I love the dogs. So, because like, again, he solves the like he solves everybody's problems. So they just have like all the dogs that are old or like injured that aren't going to get adopted. They have them all. Yeah, and their names are Bernie Sanders <laughs> and <laughs> Bernie Sanders won me over. <laughs> Detective Stabler, Olivia Benson. <laughs> dying i'm like oh my gosh this is so perfect um so we just recently did a trope talk on small towns and we talked about like the idiosyncrasies of small towns and what we love about small towns and i really think friendship rhode island is all things small town romance you've got and it's and yeah it's the town like you want to live in uh but do you because <laughs> Well, at least want to go to the farmer's market. I want to go to the farmer's market. There's Friday footballs. There's street festivals. You know, there's Get some a, frozen lemonade. Oh, that frozen lemonade. Right. Or the Korean barbecue quesadilla. Like, right. Where do I sign up for these? <laughs> yes. But there's an early interaction between a town resident and Shay. She is peeing in the bathroom and this lady is listening to her pee and starts giving her advice through the toilet stall. Right. Because she didn't pee longer than 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And then it turns out that Christine is kind of the lady that owns, she has evil twins who are mean to right. Imogene. Yes. So not really not really impressed with her, although she redeems herself a little bit at the end. A little bit. Yeah. She... And, and she is a pelvic floor therapist. Like, she had a reason for yeah. listening, but yeah. I like when they <laughs> talk about goat yoga, though, too, because, like, the idea of goat yoga, I'm always like, yeah, that sounds great, except those guys poop while they're walking. That does not sound great. Right. I mean, I love a goat, but they're yucky. Yeah, and I think I think they even mention about, like, their noses going into, like, places they shouldn't. Right? Right? Um, one of the things I do want to say about this is there are a lot of cast of characters and this book is a standalone. I don't know if we meet some of these other characters in other books, because honestly, this is my first Kate Canterbury. Um, so I, I don't know if there's other books that you might've met some of these other people, like the different farm people or stuff like that. I've read a few of her books. Um, they've all been like office books. So nobody like, I haven't seen any crossovers personally. Okay. So, but I will say with this whole cast of characters, it did not feel crowded. It did not dilute from 
Shay and Noah and getting to their ATA, the chemistry, um, the chemistry was great. Like I really enjoyed, you know, I liked meeting the characters, but there was never this moment where I was like, okay, who the heck is this person? Who am I supposed to keep tracking of? Like I knew who, who was in play. And I liked that. I really liked that. Yeah. Yes. Cause they like, they both have like a group of people but yeah, it doesn't overtake anything. Um, yeah. Well, and there's a really dynamic moment where Shay tries to make friends with some teachers as she's doing a long-term substitution. And there were some names with that, but those people pissed me off. So I didn't need to remember them. Right. <laughs> like, it, was the gym te- it was the gym teacher. That's all <clears throat> I didn't know. He's a douchebag. <laughs> right. um, so I... So this is a long book. It is. It is a very long book, but it does not feel long. And I have been critical recently of overly long books that are part of Kindle Unlimited and feel like authors are overwriting to get the page reads. And, but this book, I feel like every moment and every word was needed. Um, And I think that this book shines brightest because it had all those words and had all that length and yeah I 100% agree like all those details like created this like dynamic story and world that like you feel a part of like like I said like just the way she put everything together yeah I don't know that if the book would I don't know what she could have cut to make the right if the book would have felt like it was losing something we needed some of these pieces you needed Shay's breakdown you needed the moments on the twin tulips farm, which there is a story there. And we only got bits and pieces of that story of that farm right? <laughs> because it was built for twin sisters that had to have everything the same. So there's two of everything in this house and in this farm, two of everything. Right? Like I just like imagine it as like, yeah, like a mirror image on the whole thing. Yeah. It's gotta be bonkers. Anyway, I might need a floor plan. <laughs> um, okay. So Jenny, did you like this book? I did. I keep recommending it to everyone. Um, I too liked this book and special shout out to Ann Kelly reads and Jen Ellen recently read this and just, um, she was like, I think I have a book hangover, but I don't know. It was just so good. (laughs) And I get it because this book was so dynamic. You just keep thinking about it. Right. Um, okay. Who do you think would typically like the book? Um, definitely small town. Like if you love a small town romance, um, single parent. Um, yeah, I think small town, single parent. If you want a story that has some deep emotion, but some levity to it, then this is absolutely a book you should try. Um, I think it's an easy one to try because it is in Kindle Unlimited. So it's easy to go grab it. And seriously, you'll be sucked in by chapter two. You'll be like, who the heck are these people and when can I move? In? <laughs> yes. Um, plus I want all the jam, like all the freaking jam. Um, yes. So would you recommend this book? Yes. I've, I've, I keep recommending it. I absolutely would recommend this book. I honestly think that um, if you guys haven't read this book, you, you should put this on your list. This is um, yeah. I think this is going to be pretty high up in the year end you know, top reads of 2022. It had everything I like 
And it is what romance is supposed to be. Yes. Yes. You like know, it, I mean, I think it has something for everybody. It like, did because it really even delved into not just like finding that one true love and the person you're supposed to spend your life with, but it also talked about self-love and there was a sexual positivity to it because there's a whole scene with vibrators and adult toys that we didn't even talk about. So <laughs> yes, there's so much in this book, so much, but it just, it, it, it hit some really big marks and some things that you just, sometimes we miss in romance. You know, there were so many layers to this story and it was just phenomenal. Um, okay. So do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email to the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. You can also join us on Patreon for short reviews like Should You Read It and Buzzing After Dark. And you can join us over there at patreon.com slash bookcaseandcoffee. Jenny, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance. You're welcome. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes. 